why do you this? It's like, hey, just ask some questions. Maybe yep. see like what's going on. Like, and and then, that's a really good point. Hey, you were blessed with that. <laughs> Let me rejoice that you that you got that blessing. Right you now, so there's there's nothing. I, I feel like there's nothing better. Just to like kind of pivot, like point off what the thing you just said. There's nothing cooler and transfer, more transformational than you feeling hard in your heart, asking some questions, and your heart being turned to praise. Mm-hmm versus coveting and being angry and bitter yeah your heart being turned to praise because somebody who works their butt off to love you is yeah. being blessed all of a sudden it shifts your lens yeah. it oh it gives you a biblical it lens, i'm just saying it very well might welcome biblical lenses a podcast about viewing the world through the lenses of the bible we release a fresh podcast every week before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Two, three. Skrilla. Dinero. Dinero. <laughs> the yeah. money, the moolah. The moolah, the ka-ching. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Welcome to the episode. Today on Biblical Lenses, we are going to be talking about church salaries. Yes. Who gets paid what? Uh, should you get paid yeah. How much is it fair in is it good and right in the eyes of the Lord? As a tithe collector, should you get paid for being a tithe collector? No. Mm, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. What about greeters? Do they get a are they salaried no, or hourly? They- <laughs> Salaried or hourly if, there. If they give you the same experience that Chick-fil-A gives you, they should be salaried. It's probably true. It's probably right. If not, they're getting paid nothing. Exactly. Hey, speaking of getting paid nothing, we don't get paid anything for this podcast. Nothing. But we would appreciate if you would give your love offering of a review and a five-star, uh, maybe a little five-star tappy on the stars there in Apple Podcasts. Also subscribe on whatever podcast player you so choose Let's get to the episode. All right, let's talk about some stuff. You will get uh, a cloth. uh, The red handkerchief of the blood of Jesus. Jesus No, you won't get any of that because that's That's not not, what we do here. It's not real. Um, That's not real, friends. Well, hey, so we're talking about church salaries. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's kind of an awkward time. You don't usually talk about, isn't it like socially rude, culturally rude to talk about how much money you make? Yeah, I think like just with everything, like you don't talk about how much money you make. It's kind of Like, like, I was told that as a kid. Yeah. And then, like, my mom said, like, you don't ask people Mm -hmm. about money and how much they make. It's rude. See, that's what I think is weird is, like, nowadays you can have your money hidden in a lot of things. Like, you Mm -hmm. can have a lot of money and you would never know. Like, you could be a Warren Buffett that owns the same house for, like, the last 50 years. Okay. You would never know that he's, like, a billionaire. But, like, in previous, like, in every other culture... There was no doubt that you were rich. You were gang. You could point at a guy and be like, "Rich." That you know why? Because he was probably overweight. Probably because he was Greek, and he probably (laughs) everybody else was literally starving to death. Famine, and this guy is being fed grapes (laughs) by slaves while laying down in a white tunic. Only in like the last two hundred years has like the middle class been a thing in the world. Yeah, it's true. Well, okay, so it is kind of an awkward thing to talk about, Mm -hmm. but now. We have, I, no joke, I just thought of this. I didn't think of this before we started this episode, but I just saw an ad the other day that was a church salary guide Ooh. that you could download. Interesting. So that you, as a as a church worker, as a minister, could maybe start thinking about what's right for you to make in this climate, in this culture, which is <laughs> weird. It's like glass door yeah. for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> 
like just opening it up and being like, this is what churches should pay you. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like, so what I, what I think is weird is like, so, um, you know, when I went through Bible college, one of our classes was specifically about kind of like the organization of church. Right. Okay. okay. And it was a class I was super thankful for because it wasn't just about like, Hey, this is what you should walk in and demand. But it was like, Hey, here's all of the things that as a pastor mm-hmm. you have available to you in a contract. And so when you're talking to a church, mm-hmm. you need to realize for the betterment of your health, like I'm going to write out this is what you're this is what you're asking me to do. These right. are the jobs that I'm being paid for, mm-hmm. and these are the jobs that I'm not being paid mm-hmm. for. So if I'm a teaching pastor, right. I'm being paid to teach. I'm not necessarily being paid to wake up at three three o'clock in the morning on a like on a Saturday and go to somebody's house and pray for healing. Like we have other sounds people in the church like that do that. It sounds like you don't love Jesus, bro, and you don't enjoy the work of the ministry and you want to punch that's what hey, sounds we can get like. into that. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, not, also, I'm not actually saying that. I'm yeah. saying that's what some people would say. And and I and I get that. And here my here's my rebuttal to that is I've seen too many pastors in my in my life just kind of growing up in ministry mm-hmm. go, oh yeah, I'm gonna go on Saturday to pray for this person. I'm gonna go Sunday to preach. I'm gonna go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to staff meetings. I'm gonna go Thursday, Friday to some other ministry. Sure. And after like 10 years of this, 20 years of this, they're burnt out. And then they go, I don't want to do anything for the next 10 years. Right. Well, what happens in that situation is uh, all of a sudden you realize you're working 111 hours a week mm-hmm. and you're not a brain surgeon and you yep. shouldn't be working 110 hours you have a week. Every person in the congregation calling your phone every hour of exactly. the day. Exactly. Yeah. It's insane. It can yeah. be kind of crazy. So um, interesting though, like I don't actually. Um, Okay, so inside of our Christian bubble, yeah. because I think it's safe to say if you're a Christian, you go to church. I follow Christian meme accounts. I read Christian books. We live in, even if it's the thinnest or slightest of Christian, mm-hmm. but we live in a Christian bubble. Mm-hmm. I was not aware that not everyone knew outside of the bubble that pastors get paid. There are people. So I was at jujitsu the other day. Okay. And a guy said, uh, younger kid was like, Jesse, what do you do? Like, what's your job? And I said, uh, oh, I'm a, I'm a pastor mm-hmm. at my church. And he goes, you get paid for that? And I was like, <laughs> really? well, yeah. And he, and he literally then right after that, he said, I just, I thought you would do that just because you're like a good person. <laughs> and I was like, I like to think I'm a good person. Yeah. I also, I also like to feed my family, you know? <laughs> And he just he just called you out there. Was he like, was. Oh, he was like, doing that for fun. I didn't know that people got paid to do yeah. that. And then he said, and then uh, and then he said, because I mean, how can they pay you? You only work on Sunday. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 oh yeah. young child, let me disciple oh, you in the man, ways awesome. of my hard life. No, but it it, it dawned on me. And it's not the first person. There's another person yeah. in jujitsu that said that to me. And I've run into other people since mm. they're like, really? I didn't know you could do that full time. People don't know that pastors or people in ministry get paid to do that. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's like, and I think it's funny because they don't, a lot of people don't realize nowadays just because they're kind of like divorced from the actual like operations of the church. Right. So they don't realize like, it's not that pastors are just getting paid to preach and be like, you know, it's not, it's like a lot of my friends think like churches are kind of like a money funneling scheme. Okay. And what I think is really amazing about the church that we go to is we, we just started going through 
all of the things that our church is doing to kind of advance the gospel across the world. And yep. so people see pastors, they immediately think of, oh, you're just living off of the tithes of other people who've been sucked into your sort of like money laundering scheme. Sure. And it's like, that's not necessarily the case. Like most of the church's like funds and giving goes to support the gospel in other places. Uh-huh. And pastors get a very small percentage of that. But it does go to staff members, pastors, like people who are there like working because there is more to do than just show up on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so for instance, maybe there is somebody out there listening to this podcast going, what does a staff member of a church or pastor do? Yeah. Why should they get paid? Um, they work usually, I would say way more than 40 hours a oh, week. Yeah. Um, the, a- I would say the average pastor or staff member that I've met, usually works way beyond that amount of time. Now, when, and, when you're saying that, are you including like the amount of times that they're called to go somewhere and pray for somebody? No, no, those are, I think that's the other thing that needs to be included in this, right? Because they're getting paid and people go, Oh, you're a pastor. So you can pray for my grandma who's dying in the hospital. Right. And that's not necessarily including your job title. I just wanted to frame work right. that. So it, it is hard. Cause like you, you do have to run, help run and lead people, teams of people. So you have to, there's lots of meetings involved there. Mm-hmm. There's usually like in our church, a board of elders, right? And those elders are communicating with us on things we need to do. So direction of the church. I'm a campus pastor specifically. So not only am I charged with teaching, but I'm charged with discipling. Yeah. I'm charged with anything, anything that goes wrong with that building. Like I have to take care of, um, I'm charged with like being around and being available to different groups of people, premarital counseling, divorce counseling, Mm. like all sorts of stuff that happens through the week. And it is a lot. It can add up. It's a, it, it, the schedule can be weird, but it really does add up quite a bit. And that's not just for pastors. If there are other people who are paid to work in a church, like children's ministry workers, youth ministry workers, administrators, mm-hmm. you know, creative people, yeah. musicians and worship leaders. Every, there's so many positions that could and should be filled at a church yeah. and they're all paid positions. Yeah. And I think like we could definitely go into, I, I guess like, I don't know. I feel like part of, part of what we're talking about today is like, like, um, like ministry uh, and being like, like church, church payments to like different people. But I think sure. like I kind of want to camp on like pastors and what pastors like, like when you think of like a pastor at a church, okay. like what they make. Cause I feel like you could definitely go into like, Oh, what is like an administrator make or what is this or that? Or like, you know, yeah. what does a secretary make? It's like, yeah, like we could go into that, but I feel like that's a little bit more of a topic on like okay. church organization. Okay. Let's just focus on solely like the people that you would see, Hey, like this person's either preaching or okay. discipling okay. or something like that. Here, so. Okay. So here's a funny story. I think yeah. we can kick off that, that strand of the conversation like this. So years ago, before I had ever stepped foot into a role of a pastor ever, I'd been volunteering in youth ministry mm-hmm. for years and serving in my church and volunteering. And I remember we're living in Hawaii. Hawaii's really, really expensive. Yeah. And I was working jobs and all that kind of stuff, probably still going to school. And, um, and I remember seeing like some sort of like house renovation, real estate show on TV. Mm-hmm. And it so happened that somebody on my island was being featured. Oh. They had flown out, they'd filmed it, and he was a pastor at a church somewhere on the island of Oahu. Okay. And they were looking to buy a house, and they asked him what his salary was. And I won't say what it was, but I will say they were asking him, like, how much of a house can you afford? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we're looking for something probably no more than, like, $700,000 or $600,000 yeah. or something. And, and I'm, like, volunteering at my church and going, 
That is way too expensive of a house for any pastor ever to live in. That's crazy. And maybe you're listening to this podcast right now. You're going, that is too expensive. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. But then literally, I think it was like a year later. Yeah. I was a pastor. Mm -hmm. They brought me on staff at the church. And I was like, I had to buy a 500 square foot apartment. And the amount of money I had to spend to buy that 500 square foot apartment in Hawaii was insane. Yeah. And it was a better deal than renting. Yeah. It was the smarter deal, mm-hmm. but it was insane. It was like it was like $280,000 something for a 500 square foot one bedroom. And yeah. we had two kids. It was insane. But this guy had like four or five kids. Yeah. He couldn't fit him in a 500 square foot shoebox. No way. And so all of a sudden I realized, I guess part of it is contextual to where you're at. Yeah. Right? If, if you can buy a house for $50,000, mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't be giving you the funds to buy a $600,000 house. Mm-hmm. But if a median family house goes for $400,000 in the neighborhood, how do we expect a pastor to live here, minister here, serve here mm-hmm. without going bankrupt? Yeah. Like, what do we do? Yeah. And I, I feel like, I mean, just kind of jumping into the the whole topic mm-hmm. firsthand, like I've never been a pastor. Um, uh-huh. In fact, uh, the one opportunity that I had to interview for a pastor job, <laughs> I walked in and I basically said like, look, like I've seen a lot of people get burned for a lot less. Like, and I think we, we should probably talk about like money and stuff like that. And basically the guy that I was interviewing with was just like, yeah, dude, it's not going to work out. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, like going to interview for a pastor job and immediately bring up money. Every church is going to go, unless it's like uh prosper. I was going to name some names, but unless it was like a prosperity gospel church, they're going to sure. be like, yeah, you don't belong here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but like say all that to say, uh, like when I, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's just like, I don't have a lot of experience with actually being a pastor, but from what I can see, like, you know, a lot of pastors, they make below the actual income in, yeah. in the state that they're in. And I just think like, you know, I think it's easy for us to say like, you know, um, I think it's easy for us to say like, oh, pastors deserve a lot more. But I think sometimes it's hard when we, if we were to actually been given all of the church funds and say like, this is the money that you have to disperse across missions and across the other administrative positions. Mm-hmm. And now this is the money for the pastors. Like, I think it'd be very easy for us to say, let's give it all to missions. Let's give it all to the people that are on the front lines, right? Like reaching the unreached and the pastors are kind of in the back. I feel like there's something, okay. In a lot of people's minds, maybe those people at like at my jujitsu gym who are like, what you get paid. Like there's this idea, like, I don't think you do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like we can dispel that myth because we, we've already stated like yeah. most people who working in ministry, staff members and pastors, they do a ton of work. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of work to run a church. So that's not a thing, but there's also something, and it's probably because of the abuse of authority and power where people have milked the system yeah. and are pooping on gold toilets and buying Rolls yeah. Royces and they're a servant of the Lord. There's this real ugly kind of yucky feeling when you think about your pastor making money, Mm -hmm. right? Like we want our pastors to like, we, you know, we don't want them to show up in tatters, but we don't want to think about like what kind of car they drive. We want them to be able to feed their children. But like, did you hear pastor so-and-so's kid got into this Ivy league school? How can they afford that? Like there's all like, it's a real weird gray area that people Mm -hmm. feel really funky with because a lot of people have been burned by pastors using and abusing money. Right. And so I I just like, I want to throw that out there because I think everybody's aware of it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people on staff, even like when I just recently stepped into this role of pastoring at this church, um, 
Before that, I was working, I was, I was self-employed at my own business. I was doing really, really well. And, you know, six months before the conversations even started, I was doing so well that I was like, here's an idea. I might be doing well enough where I might be able to buy a new Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah. If I start putting away X amount of dollars per month. Yeah. And I'm working really, really hard and we need a second vehicle. Maybe we can get a Cybertruck. Yeah. So I started putting in like money away. I put down a hundred dollar refundable deposit to Elon Musk saying, <laughs> hold my place yeah. for a Cybertruck. And then when I took the position at the church, I had to not I had to get get my refund for yeah. the Cybertruck back because a pastor can't drive that ostentatious of a vehicle. Yeah. You need to drive something that's more like, it doesn't look like you're yeah. balling, right? See, it's and really that's, weird. And that's really what I have a hard time with. Like uh, my, my grandma and grandpa, um, they were Baptist missionaries for most of their life. And they would basically like, they would go to these other countries and they would collect things for pennies on the dollar. Like they mm-hmm. would get Persian rugs and all these other things that like oh, would be right. worth in the US like $7,000. And so they basically just started this business where they would collect these different collectibles, China and other, and other kind of like, uh, like sets and stuff and then they would sell them and they did very well for themselves they had a very like profitable business and so they would drive nice cars yeah. you know and and it's like but to me it's like that's not a pastor misusing funds that's a pastor saying I'm going to be wise with how I spend my money. Sure. I'm going to find that I have a opportunity to not only support the local community that I'm a missionary in, sure. but also make money so I don't have to constantly be holding my, out my hand to the community saying, I need help. It's like, isn't it better for a pastor to say, I can support my own self. I can right. I can work off of the $30,000 that my church is going to give me because I'm making an extra hundred thousand dollars on the side right. and I don't have to necessarily like focus as much on that business. It's like, but I think it's just too many times we go like, Oh, you're a pastor. You should be driving like a Nissan Sentra. And it's From like eighties. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like something that's kind of like a faded mint green, yeah. most likely with and, a couple of dings. In and it. I get it. Like our culture now has been really ruined by the prosperity gospel and the people that are driving like, like Rolls Royces uh-huh. that have been given to them off of ministry funds. Sure. And it's like, okay, but at this point in time, we, need to kind of divide rightly so where it's like okay how did you get this like mm-hmm. what like what did you get like do to get this like i know a pastor um of of ours that um he basically was given a house right. to live in mm-hmm. and it wasn't just a house it was like a like a, a nice house a nice house yeah. like you would really anywhere in a high neighborhood to be considered like a million dollar house. Yeah. And he felt bad for living in the house because he was like, what if other people look at me bad? And so he sold it and now he's putting his kids through college and stuff like that. But it's like, he bought a more modest house. It's like, can you imagine like being like, we've been blessed by basically giving this house for free almost. And, but like people are going to look at us and go, I can't believe you're a pastor and misusing church funds. Exactly. And so, and here's where, okay, here's where scripturally, I think, the rubber meets the road mm-hmm. and the give and take is, right? So you got 1 Timothy 5.18 says, um, Scripture says, this is Paul talking to Timothy, do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain yeah. and the worker deserves his wages. So that's that's number one. And yeah. that rubs right up against the second one here, 1 Thessalonians 5.22 through 24, where Paul says, abstain from all appearances of evil, right? And so we have this idea of like, okay, I have to not only abstain from evil, but even the appearance of evil, yeah. but 
a, a worker should be paid his wages for the work mm-hmm. he does, right? Yeah. So if I'm spending all of this time, and we can go like real biblical, like go Old Testament, yeah. like uh, a, a pastor or a staff member working for the church comes from the tribe of the Levites. The Levites were not given a portion in the land. They were divvied up through the land in the yeah. Old Testament, and they were to be supported by the people. Yeah. So their, their role, their portion was that of the temple, the church, and serving the people. So they needed to be cared for because yeah. they didn't have land to till and, and crops to harvest. Yeah. People needed to support them so they could do their role. Mm-hmm. Right. So n- now we're in this real funky gray area where I can't look like I'm sinning, but I do need to feed my kids. Mm-hmm. And this really like, um, so this really came to life for me years ago. My wife and I, we, we never ended up actually going. The Lord changed directions on us, but we were training to be missionaries. Yeah. So we felt like the Lord called us to be missionaries. We started training. We went to a missionary organization. They started mm-hmm. training us. And all of a sudden, one of the things they started training us on was finances and they went how much do you think you need and i went oh like just this little tiny bit amount and they were like okay that's great um how's what's your retirement look like off that and i was like yeah no well no retirement and they're like you're not gonna have a retirement yeah no they're like what are you gonna do when you're 75 i was like i don't know they're like you're being stupid. Yeah. Just because you're a missionary doesn't mean you don't give your daughter braces yeah. or you don't save up for retirement mm-hmm. or you don't have a savings account. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think you were going to go to some far off country and then just live yeah. in the same pair of jeans for the next yeah. 25 years? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought the Bible said sell all and go. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but it didn't mean be an idiot. Yeah. Like you still have to be wise. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's the really hard part. It's like, it's hard to walk that fine line. And I will say that pastors, and I'll just maybe, maybe it's from experience, but maybe also just from the outside looking in from those times too. Pastors have this like really hard challenge of, I don't know any other profession Mm -hmm. that has to be worried about what car they drive so they don't look like they're doing too well. Yeah. Right. That has to downsize their house for fear of what people will think of them. Yeah. Every other profession allows you to have this idea of success and grow, 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 grow. Now, prosperity gospel aside, real true believers and pastors go, I don't want to like make somebody stumble. Yeah. I don't want somebody to look at me and go, what the heck's up with you, pastor? So I live my life humbly. Yeah. That's very unique to yeah. the pastor of the church. I, I love what you said there because I think that that kind of falls in line with really what Jesus is saying when it, when he like it might, my dad one time told me this and, and this is biblical, but, but like in, in, uh, in Matthew eight, uh, Jesus says, you know, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Right. And it's like, you know, and I think I take this in, in context, but like when we, when we look at that passage, we realize, okay, like, you know, the, like, the Lord is talking about his ministry and kind of where he is going. He's saying like, like I don't have a hometown, like my own, my own town that I grew up in has kicked me out. And right. so it's like, I don't have a home. So it's like, I look at that in context, but I also realize like, it's like our earthly mission is all to keep our gaze on heaven. So sure. what I own on this earth is all going to burn. And I think that's why a lot of wise Christians and a lot of pastors realize I can't take any of this with me. So it doesn't matter if I live in a mansion. It doesn't matter mm. if I drive a, a Bentley or, or a BMW. Like I would rather not stumble my brother and let people think that I'm this, you know, poor person or whatever and be financially secure and still be a pastor and like drive people towards looking to Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, I get that. But I think like the other thing that we just kind of forget is like, you know, Abraham wasn't a poor guy. Right. Like, like the, the Abraham in the Bible owned like 
people. He owned property. He owned cattle. Like which is unfortunate. The, the first thing you said, well, but yeah, but I mean, like it yeah, was, yeah, it wasn't slavery like we think of it. Sure, today. that's true. But Sorry, like, separate topic. Like the main thing is, is like he had the funds that was necessary when right. God told him pick up everything that you have and move it. He said, okay, I have the funds, the resources, and the people to do that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like God was just like, okay, you've got you, your wife, and a tent. Pick it up and go. It was right. like, you've got the means to, to provide for you. You have the means to provide for other people. Go. Like, right. and, and there's many other people in the Bible that the Lord called those people to use what they have and be prepared to do that. I yeah. think it's the same way when we talk about pastors. It's like, hey, I'm going to prepare you. And same with missionaries. It's like, I'm going to prepare you financially to yeah. go out and be and and support somewhere else. But first, you need to be prepared financially because you can't get out yeah. to you know Kenya yeah. and then all of a sudden realize I have no money. I have no way to feed my family. I'm sure. now like basically living off of the the funds of the people that I'm trying to serve. Like yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah, I I think uh, it's crazy because that that journey to becoming a missionary that mm -hmm. then later on rerouted me to being becoming a pastor like at my local church it taught me a lot but one of the things it did was um uh, my wife and i were in debt yeah we were in debt and they said you need to get out of debt and yeah. so we went through dave ramsey's financial peace university it helped us to get out of a lot of debt like like credit card bills medical yeah. bills all this, and we got out of debt and we became wise with money but it's still, even after that was done, um, I, and not all churches are the same, right? Like, obviously, you have really far ends of the spectrum. Like, you have churches where um, I, I've actually, I pastored, like, a living room church for, like, yeah. a year and a half. And I worked a full-time job. Yeah. And then I just, I pastored over here, like, on Sunday mm -hmm. and tried to, like, engage with my, like, my people who were, who were part of my church, like, through the week as much as I could. And I'll be really honest, I didn't have as much time. Yeah, I didn't have as much time. How yeah. could I when I have to work 50 hours a week and still give time to my family? Yeah. I can't. I just couldn't like you have to sleep at some point during yeah. the day. Right. But then there's over on the far ends of the spectrum. You have you have the J.O.'s, the Joel Olsteins, oh, yeah. who are just gifting their wives new Lamborghinis for Mother's yeah. Day. You're like, yeah. holy cow. Like that's <laughs> maybe, maybe too much money. Yeah. Maybe a little too much <laughs> yeah. there, right? But then in the in the middle, you have a lot, from my experience, a lot of pastors who are working and are paid just enough by the church to afford the rent and their basic bills. And a lot of time we'll pick up side work on the weekend. Yeah. Right. So for the blessing and the opportunity to be that Levite, to serve people, love people with as much time as they possibly yeah. can. I can't tell you the joy when I went from volunteering in youth ministry for like six years or seven years or something like that to then being able to step on a staff yeah. like full time. I went, oh my gosh, yeah, my time now gets filled with the opportunity to love these kids, to, to mentor them, disciple them, to lead leaders, to do those things. It was a huge like burden lifted off my shoulders, yeah. but I still had to work on the side at that time. That's true. Right. Yeah. And so I think if you're listening to this and you have a pastor, I'll just say it. Like if you're, if you're, unless you're at a prosperity church, yeah. okay, listen, if you're at a prosperity church and you're driving, get you're, out, you're get out, yeah. go first of all to where stop. they stop what you're doing yeah. now. Turn this podcast off and read the doctrinal <laughs> statement of a Bible believing church in your area that probably doesn't meet at a megadome. Uh, yeah. Megadome. You're doing the wrong Find thing. Find a janky church where somebody's hauling yeah. a speaker around. Boom. You're yeah. in the right you're spot. In the right spot. Sorry, and when you, and when you settle in and make that your church home with a place that people where people love you and they love Jesus, 
would you just, would you just love your pastor yeah. and take him out to dinner, him and his wife and yeah. his family? Would you just like buy them a, a, a gift card to your local grocery store yeah. and help them pay for their food for their children? Would you love them? Yeah. Because most likely you're thinking somebody else already is, but nobody probably yeah. is. That's just, that's my experience. Yeah. Would you just go out on a limb? And and just love your Levite like yeah. that. I got I got like two things and then and then and then we'll land this plane. Let's but like plane. my my thing is is like you know one I think it's important for all Christians to be financially stable. I think so, so that you can bless other people with your money. If you're working <gasps> if you're working that corporate job or you have a business and you're making four hundred thousand dollars a year, think yeah. about maybe taking twenty five thousand dollars of that and blessing other people. It doesn't have to be pastors, sure, but blessing other people and realize the pastors in your church aren't making a lot. So it's like yeah you know, maybe give a little bit of that to them. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about is like, you know, I think as, as pastors, I feel like being a pastor is a calling, not a job description. That's right? true. So I've never been a pastor in my life, but at the same time, that doesn't stop me from leading people to Christ, teaching the gospel and discipling others. Right. And I believe that's really like the call of a pastor is like, can't like, can I shepherd you? Like you follow me as I follow Christ. Yep. And so it's like, you know, you don't have to be uh, a, a pastor at a church to do that. Um, and I think like the other thing is just like, quite honestly, I mean, if we are are honest with ourselves, I think pastors deserve a little bit more every single, every single month. Probably. Um, probably. <laughs> yeah. And I think like as Christians, what we can do is recognize that like, hey, you know, if if a um, if I see a pastor and maybe he's driving around in a nice car, maybe he has a nice house. Let me ask some questions. Let me kind of do some research because right. you know what it might have been. Hey, this person that this person that works and and makes a million dollars a year was just like just buying a brand new Mercedes right. and he had nothing to do with his old Mercedes. And instead of selling it back, he just gave it to the pastor. Mm. And it's like, instead of you hardening your heart and getting this black right. sin in your heart going, why do you deserve that? Why do you blah, blah, blah? Why do you this? It's like, Hey, just ask some questions. Maybe yep. see like what's going on. Like, and, and then that's a really good point. Hey, you were blessed with that. <laughs> Let me rejoice that you, that you got that blessing right you now. So there's, there's nothing. I feel like there's nothing better just to like kind of pivot, like point off what the thing you just said. There's nothing cooler and transfer, more transformational than you feeling hard in your heart, asking some questions and your heart being turned to praise mm -hmm. versus coveting and being angry and bitter. Yeah. Your heart being turned to praise because somebody who works their butt off to love you is yeah. being blessed. All of a sudden it shifts your lens. Yeah. It, oh, it gives you a biblical it lens. lens. <laughs> oh, ah, oh. We haven't used that in a long time. Drop that line. <laughs> I'm just saying, it very well might shift your lens. Yeah. I'm just saying, pray for people who are walking in that calling. Yeah. Uh, um, bless those people who are walking in their calling and ask questions of those people. Ask for transparency. Yeah. I think it's totally fair to ask for transparency of your church. How is our money being spent? How mm -hmm. much is going to global missions? How much is being spent to support yeah. our staff and our pastors? I'd like to know these mm -hmm. things. And also, if you're not in a church that does that, that's I'm not saying run from that church. I'm just saying that's maybe a glaring ask, issue. Ask yeah. some questions Definitely. because transparency is a legit awesome thing. Yeah. And everybody should know how their tithe is being spent and how it's being used. I want everyone to know how much I make. I want everyone to know uh, in my church how much I make because I want them to realize, hey, we're taking great care of our pastor and his wife and their two mm -hmm. children 
and they're happy and they like being here and they want to serve here for the next 25 years. Yeah. I want them to know that. Yeah. Uh, and I also want them to know he's not pooping on a gold toilet. So with that being said, <laughs> yeah. we love you guys. Let us know what you think. What are your thoughts? Should pastors get paid? Should they not be paid? Should they get paid lots? Should they get paid little? Um, yeah. You let us know uh, on the Instagrams and on the Twitters. Uh, we are at symbol, the at symbol, biblical lenses. Um, and you can find us on Facebook also at biblical lenses. But yep. just send us a little message, a little DM. Tell us what you think. Let us know if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about. And again, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast player you listen to. We appreciate your five-star review. That's payment enough. Love you. But also, please support us so I can poop on a gold toilet. That's weird. Don't do that. No, I'm going to buy a gold toilet and I'm going to poop on it.